Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. <laughs> and my name is Emily. I don't know why that pause made me laugh. <laughs> pause for emphasis. Affirmations. <laughs> oh, no. no? No affirmations? That's a handsome mug you've got there. This is what I've got. Ooh. I, that- I'm going with... It says Glyer's Geta. I'm I'm starting my my Cincinnati rituals like my Cincinnati like emphasize rituals started obviously last Sunday because the, the Bengals are going to Super Bowl. Mm. <laughs> I yep. remember thinking when they were playing that first playoff game, if they win this playoff game, that would be like my own personal Super Bowl. Because they haven't won a playoff game like since I've been like aware of sports. Right. Yeah. And then they won that. I was like, oh, gosh, this is just so huge. I'm so happy for Cincinnati. And then they won the next playoff game. And I'm like, they're going to the AFC Championship? Right. And then they won that game. And I was like, they're going. I was like just crying. Like, uh, like when that interception happened. Oh, yeah. Just like a little like, boop. It, no, it was like bounced off the receiver's chest into the lap of the Bengals oh, that guy. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. H- I Hill, maybe? And um, <clears throat> Rick was like, oh, they only need a field goal now. And I looked at Rick, and I just started crying. I'm like, they only need a field goal? Yeah. <laughs> I was just crying the rest of the game. Because, <laughs> like, Evan McFer- they're going to get – they're going to get the field goal. Uh, yeah, they, they just kicked it out. What, didn't they kick it in like third down? They're like, yeah, we got it from here. So the kicker out and the madness. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. It was such a blur. It was – that was a fun game got, to watch. I think they got as close to us. It was a fun second half to watch. <laughs> yeah, first half was pretty rough. <laughs> I, I was chatting about it in the in the Discord server because we've got a sports, sports ball channel in there. I think it's just called Sports, sports. Talk. And uh, which, by the way, join the Discord server if you have not already by signing up on Patreon. But five dollars a month. I uh, like right as they're going in, slash get offset. Right as they're going into halftime, I'm like this is starting to feel like a blowout. Just like <laughs> drop that in there. I'm like, I that, got a bad feeling about this. I think, and then I think I said there's still a lot of football. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. You, you weren't ready One to give our, up hope. But- I was I was no. almost ready to turn it off. To quote to quote our fellow Ohio my fellow Ohio and Bob Pollard, everybody's got a hold on hope. It's the last thing that's holding me. Yeah. Um one of the funnier things in the sports talk channel is that one of one of our Patreon supporters really wants the Bengals to lose like consistently. I, and I haven't kicked him out yet. That, that's some <laughs> wonderful self control that you have. <laughs> I know, I know. I know I'd he's be from sad Pittsburgh. if you did, but I'd, I'd understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm staying strong about it. Stay strong. Don't do it. Don't kick him off the island. It. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. No. And this no, is no, the part no. where I say it's just football, and then I get the the glare of. It is kind of just football, but. The bing- last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, I wasn't born yet. Right, nineteen eighty. I'm thirty-two years old. Eighty-eight, yeah. It was yeah. the year before I was born. Uh, last yeah. time Chargers were in the Super Bowl is the year I was born. 
So that means that was sooner. Yep. No, that is true. Yeah. So it was, it was, I loved seeing the sportsmanship at that game. I love, I know people are like sports. Ah, sorry. We're almost done. I promise. It was nice seeing the sportsmanship. That's I loved. I love seeing that. But Rick and I watched like a mic'd up for like the, the mic'd up NFL thing that they released. Cause they put like microphones on some of the players. Uh-huh. So it's really funny to hear like them, like just like how they're hyping each other up and like all of the, they're all just like stereotypical sports things. Like, and it's just so funny. And I'm like, man, I just want like that kind of energy from musicians, like all the time. Like, like we, we were like, oh man, that was a good track, but it's always like so laid back. It's not, it's never like high energy. Like, yeah, that was the take. Yeah. That was the lick. Oh, still got a lot of tracks to play though. (laughs) So what I'm hearing is we need more steroids in the studio. Oh, you know they're not doing – they're not supposed to do that. Please don't write up. (laughs) All right. So last last thing I'll just toss in here. It is very rare that I feel this way about a Super Bowl. And you're not going to like what I had to say about this. But genuinely, I, I will be happy either way. No. Stafford deserves a ring. I'm just going to say it. Stafford is one of the, the greats. He's been playing his heart out for, for like a decade now. He, de- he deserves a ring. Cincinnati deserves to be happy. Cincinnati also deserves a ring. Like both, both teams deserve to win. They've been playing phenomenal football throughout the playoffs. They've had great seasons. They've beat teams that they had on paper no right to beat. I mean – Either team is a great Cinderella story here, so mm. I, I will be very happy, regardless. So I'm gonna enjoy, I'm gonna enjoy it. I don't want to. I just don't, I don't want a home team to win. I think it's really weird that there's like a home team. Oh, I think that's great. For the second year in a row, it's weird. I think it's great. Whatever. Can you imagine LA just erupting? Which that would honestly make me a little extra happy, yeah, just out I of mean, spite to the Spanos family, who owns the Chargers, who decided it'd be a good idea to share the stadium with the Rams instead of just staying no. in San Diego, where they had their own studio, the own stadium, their own fan base, and now they're in a obviously city. we're still musicians <laughs> with their own <laughs> studio. Yeah, uh, no, I mean they're they're playing on somebody else's home turf who has made it to the Super Bowl twice now in the last few years. Yeah. They're not getting a fan base in LA. It's just not happening. And there's no reason to. So And that's your team, dude. Screw you, Spanos. Anyways. Oh. I like your subtle product placement back there. For the podcast listeners, sure <laughs> has a box of cheeses on his hand. I'm gonna tease him about it. Okay, so the funny thing is I don't even like white cheddar cheese. It's uh, we were watching TV in here the other day. So I just I've got the monitor on like a swivel, so I swivel it out and just sit on the couch and watch TV. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> Melissa was snacking on those and then left them. Oh okay, all right. I couldn't remember if it was you or Rick who was talking about accidentally buying those. I guess it was you. I did not accidentally buy them. They were uh, dropped on our doorstep by a family member who was like, "Here, you should have these." I'm like. Oh, I prefer not to. Process carbohydrates. I don't need this. Mm. I'm trying to stay strong. I'm one week into an eight-week uh, uh, transformation challenge at the gym. 
So, so far, so good. Mm. Down eight pounds. Oh. <laughs> um, and how is, much joy? Uh, actually, no, this is, I, I mean, I like meat. I like protein. I like, yeah. I, I, I like found carbs. a decent way of doing it, a diet, quote unquote, that doesn't feel like a diet. So, we went to That's like good. a diner last night. I just got like a, a meat stuffed omelet with a side, of, like a fruit cup instead of hash browns. Wow, man, the hash browns are my favorite part. They are good. I did miss it, but I was also like, I did enjoy the meal. I think that eight pounds is mostly like water weight and bloat and stuff from last week. It often is. Yep. And that's one week? Yeah, that's water weight. Yeah, oh yeah. That I just feel so much better. <laughs> I, yeah. So from here on out, my goal is one pound a week. That's um, a healthy goal. I, I don't want to go any crazier than that, even though there's a $500 gift card on the line. That's a big gift card. It is I a big gift card. Gym. You know what I could get with a gift card for $500 and still have money left over? An excess V2 from the excess V2. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have excess left over from my gift card. Oh, but I'm sh- you can actually get two of these oh, and, get really? a, and get a t-shirt. Oh, you can probably get two of these and uh, an expression ramper. <laughs> this is this just dropped uh from old blood noise endeavors um this past week and i have a full demo on the youtube channel if you all want to check it out it is distortion and modulation chorus uh slapback delay and a fifths delay and you can run the distortion which is i think based on a rat and uh the uh, modulation in a series with the modulation either for before or after the distortion or in parallel. So really just a ton of options. And I, I was so feeling this pedal and I was really struggling to keep it, keep it, keep the, keep the demo from being like an hour long. Right. No, it sounds like that's uh, I, I could use that as a fly rig by itself. Yeah. yeah. Pretty happily. <clears throat> this is, I loved it. I love it. I, I really love the the controls seem a lot more intu- I never played a V1 but the controls seem more intuitive now obviously the form factor is smaller the the V1 was a bigger pedal um, right. I like the look of a bigger pedal but like this is more pedal board friendly right and yeah the, but side the jacks. Are more intuitive side jacks yeah. all their pedals have side jacks now I think that now like now that like you have those itty bitty little patch cables, what do you care? I suppose that's fair. I don't know. Are side jacks making a comeback? Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Grant and Karen love side jacks. Are, are they setting a trend here? I, I, you know, I don't. I think having top mount jacks is just such a nightmare in terms of placement. And I kind of feel like Chase Bliss made it okay to just. Do side jacks and not care. Who really does top mounted jacks? Like Earthquaker. Earthquaker consistently does top mounted. Yep. Um, I'm looking around. I mean, they're the big one uh, that I've it got looks around. like Spruce. Spruce is top mounted. Spruce effects. Straining. Caroline. Caroline is top mounted. Well, 
see. What about bottom jacks? Are we ready for that conversation? So I don't think we're ready for that like, conversation. Why do I feel like I have a singular pedal that has a bottom mount jack? Maybe Zvex. If you look at it sideways, you could think of it as a bottom jack. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. What did I do with my Zvex pedal? I've got a Zvex pedal around here somewhere. You gave it to me. I did. Mm. Okay. Well, you lo- you loaned it to me, and then I was going to demo it. Mm. The distortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up there. Oh, hi, buddy. Oh, you, you can't see it. It's like it's up there on the corner. Aw. Okay, well, at least now I know. <laughs> yeah. I just had that well, pa- You know, you ever no, have like one I of those mean, panic I, thoughts of like something you haven't thought about in forever, but all of a sudden it's like really important to know what the answer yeah. is? Yeah. All the, all the time. Now we'll, we'll, we'll exchange it for the OC5. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've got sitting right there. Oh, hi, Carrie. Bye, Carrie. Man. Bye, Carrie. Bye, Care Bear. So, <laughs> I, uh, I have something new. Oh? I do. Here, I'm just going to take the plastic off so it'll look. Plastic won't reflect very well in this light. So, let me take it out of the package. Out the plastic off for a second. And. Ta da! Oh, I know what those are. Those are UE fits. Well, they're they're not the whole UE fits. These are just the ear Don't tips. Say it. They're just the ear tips. Just the tip. Uh, I. So they ship with medium tips. There's just yeah, there's no good way people. around this. So they ship with medium yeah. tips. You know, average. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ear pieces. Yeah. And I I have smaller than average ears, and you know I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, I drive a regular size car. I'm just very secure with it. But they don't, the regular size tips, they're like, they fit, but they also like slightly don't fit just enough. So my hope is that the size zero, uh, the small ones, and I'm going to swap them out and see if they fit better. I figure, you know, like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I can just put the other ones back on because at least the other ones fit well enough. I'm just kind of hoping for that extra, extra bump. So I'm going to pop that off. I'm gonna try not to lose track of which side is which. So UE fits are that they they custom mold to your ear in 60 seconds using um, something called light form technology. So basically, it's like this polymer, so this plastic, this kind of a swishy plastic that um, interacts with LEDs just one time and kind of hardens to whatever shape is molded in. And it's um, used in a variety of industries, and UE is the first to use it in uh, earbuds. And right. I think they have a patent for it, so probably the only ones. So they're the only ones who can do instant custom-fitting earbuds. And uh, now Andrew's waiting for me to stop talking so he can do this ASMR style. Let's see if it comes through. Yep, I heard it. There we go. All right, so I'm going to crack this sucker open. There's a packet inside. I suppose I should probably read the instructions too. Um, So there's the packet with the ear ear tips. Mm -hmm. 
and the instructions are right here. Pretty sure it's just basically like put it on quickly and, and get the process started. Uh, then we should do it within an hour, I think. And then I've already got the app downloaded on my phone. Hooray! <laughs> Step one. Cut a hole in the... Sorry. Um, no. Download the app. I sang it too. Don't worry. Well, nope. These instructions are useless. Pot. I'm just going to go with the... I, I've done this before. Uh, here we go. Sorry. So I'm, they are connected the to my phone. The instructions are in the app. No. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I have done this before. <laughs> yeah. Look, click on the menu. And the second option is uh, mold your tips. Yeah. Or mold new tips. Mm -hmm. um, to change your tips, to, to remove your current tips, position one finger at the top of the tip and gently peel off. Remove inserts. Ah, from the new, new tips. So let me pull these out. There's a bag inside of a bag inside of a bag. I see. All right, so they're I mean, vacuum sealed in everything. It's like sous vide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sous vide earbuds. All right, so we'll do this one at a time. So we got left. Pull the insert tab out. Ooh, insert tab. That's what your ear looks like. Oh. Sort of. And then just squeegee that around. And that is so much softer than it is normally because they haven't been lit up yet. Hardened yet, yeah. All right. And get the other one. Through the tip and line it up. Now this does mean I'm going to have to take off my can, so I won't be able to hear a single thing you say for a little bit. Ha. Which means <laughs> you've got full. Attach your tips. Attach, insert. You don't have to press too hard. I mean, the, the jokes just write themselves. Check the fit. <laughs> uh, make sure the tips are flush with the earbuds. They are indeed flush. <clears throat> so I'm going to go He's ahead. He's doing all of this on camera for the podcast listeners as well, so you're not missing anything. <laughs> Try them on. All right. So I'll narrate all a right. little bit, but I won't be able to interact with you. So here we go. All right. So the podcast listeners oh are actually going to light feels up. So much better. Oh, already feels good. <clears throat> well, the tip is too big; it just kind of hurts. Yeah, I know. All right, so <laughs> pop both earbuds in your ears, gently Sorry. adjust them till they that feel comfortable and secure. You'll mold both sides at the same time. Because of pressure points, that's why it would hurt. And yeah, when your ears are kind of small, probably should have cleaned my ears first. But you know. Yeah. You should have cleaned your ears first. It's okay. <clears throat> okay, so my it's left one feels like deal. it's there. My right one's almost there. Yeah. Alrighty. Next. Get ready. We'll I do a quick sound test to ensure sound isolating fit before we mold. Two, we'll share some quick tips for achieving the best mold. And three, the 60-second molding magic starts. Let's do we this. Don't it says try standing in front of the mirror for this part, but you know, camera works too. Headphones. And he's gonna like put apply a little pressure. And then they're gonna How's light the up. Base? It's really cool. Don't wiggle them around like that. Just apply pressure. Andrew, you're supposed to apply a little bit of pressure to them. 
You're supposed to apply a little bit of pressure. Andrew, you're doing it wrong. That's why they didn't fit. Andrew, no. There you go. He figured it out. Creating your perfect fit in three, two, one. Oh, you can see them light up. Oh, it's so Does cool. Does this count as a glow up? Yeah, that counts as a glow up. Nice. Turn your head. Turn your head. It's happening. In less than a minute, it's you'll have perfectly fitted earbuds. That's less time than it takes to make a cup of coffee, unless you're lazy like me. I used something called Jot this morning to make a nice coffee. It tastes honestly delicious. Not sponsored by Jot. Curing the ear tips to the unique shape of your ear. Your unique Ooh, earprint. <laughs> affirmations. You can relax. Don't worry. You're doing great. You're doing great. Just a little bit longer. Not the first time I've heard that. <clears throat> oh, God, this is a blue episode. This part shouldn't be so blue, you. Well, he's done this before, so. Oh, my God. It's going to get me fired. All right. If you've watched my demo of um, my eye. All right. You congratulations. Know, you now have perfectly fitted beauty. earbuds. Try throwing in your favorite song and take them for a spin. Finish. La-di-da. Did we get the, did it show the lights? Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm going to go ahead and yank them then. Those yeah. fit so much better now. Nice. You Good should leave Lord. a review Why that mentions the words small right. ears in them. Headphones. Oh, you can't hear me. Well, I don't know why I said uh, that. Awesome. You should write it. a review that says the words small ears in them. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I should have done it a did lot they, sooner. Did they send you those for free? No. No, you I paid I, 10 bucks? Uh, I think it was 30 for the new tips. Mm. But, I oh, because you did, did you didn't wait, did you do it after 30 days? Because it's like a 30 day perfect fit guarantee. No, it was within 30 days. So you just bought them. You didn't reach out to customer service. Yeah. Maybe I'll I reach out. I recommend email. Yeah, email customer service and ask if they'll just refund it. I bet they will. All right. Well, I'll reach out. I, I was just yeah. one of those, like, I was having a day where, like, you know, they it, it's, like, almost quite right. And I just wanted to order it before I forgot about it. So, it was, like, I did the autofill, was checked out in 30 seconds situation. But, I, I mean, I did. Yeah. This is not an ad. I, I paid for these. <laughs> Yeah. Out of my own pocket. So Yeah. This was yeah, not but, even I mean, podcast money. Like I, I this is personal money. Yeah, but they have customers have a thirty day custom fit guarantee. Yeah, I should probably reach out and be like, Hey, yeah. I just found out about that part. Can yeah. I have my cheeseburger back? Because that's about what twenty dollars gets you these days. Well, not at Dick's. At Dick's it'll get you ten cheeseburgers. Get stuffed. A greasy bag of dicks for like 10 bucks just stuffed with dicks yep. this is a very blue segment that it segment shouldn't have been that blue this is a little blue dude <laughs> this is kind of blue for us it is a little blue for us a little blue for us man but we were just talking about earbuds and cheeseburgers <laughs> that should be like the, the, so family friendly i mean yeah it, it probably should be uh, that went down wrong 
Man. (laughs) Sorry. I'm in middle school again. I, well, it started with a dick in a box joke. Yep. Then obviously went to just the tips just a few times. Right. That was kind of unavoidable. And then just a little bit longer. (laughs) Because you've, because you've gone through the fitting process. Yep. And then we talked about getting stuff with dicks. And then you went somewhere else and then thankfully, apparently decided to not. I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a pretty good summation. But those fit a lot better? Yeah. Um, nice. I mean, I could, let's see how much different they look. This is, I think this is, well, that's the left one. So I don't know how apparent it is, but so this is the one I just oh, put yeah, on. Oh yeah, those are very, yeah. Versus this one. You, like when I was holding it in. I don't know how well it's going to come through, but when I was holding it in, like I was like really pushing. So it almost like folded over on itself to get oh. it to go into my ear. Yeah. It's supposed to be light pressure too. So yeah, no. So this looks way more natural and I can actually see now where like it, like that molded to like the shape of my ear. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will get a like tip to clean that off later. I like their customer service. I've, I mean, I've done copywriting with ultimate ears, but um, like I, I did buy these, um, Gonna pick those up now. <laughs> I, I did buy my um, my in ears, and I had to send them back a few times, um, and just like to just perhaps like because that's normal because like you, you send in your molds and then you have to have like some little things like perfected, shaved here and there. Yeah, yeah. And just like them like going through the process with me, it was really really impressive i'm like there's no i was because i was like there's no way they can get on a zoom call with me and talk to me about like what doesn't feel right and maybe like look at it in my ear on a zoom call and they'll be like oh yeah i can i see what needs to be done but i'll be damned they can (laughs) how how the the future of work is remote yeah, but like I was just really like I thought I would need to like go through the molding process again. Like I thought I messed up the molding process, and they're like, "Oh no, we just need to see like how it kind of like fits on the outside, I yeah. guess, and like push it down and figure it out." Like it was, I don't know. I just I did have to send it back twice, but they paid for it all both times. It came back really quickly, and now like obviously I wear them all the time. Nice. And then the fits, like like I've said before. I bought those for Rick. I got I got a pair for me because I've done again I've done copywriting for them. Um, so then I bought them for Rick. I bought them for my whole family for Christmas, and everybody seems to really love them. So, well, there you go. Yeah. Sometimes when you that's the problem with marketing, man. Sometimes you end up eating your own dog food. Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you're like. Because you, you, you're just so ingrained in like the things, and you're like, man, this really is a cool thing. Yep. And, and I think that's that's one. Of the, I don't want to talk about marketing too much, but because people are like, oh, marketing sucks. It's so stupid. I'm like, yeah, but like, there's nothing harder than trying to do marketing for something that you think sucks. Right. When you're doing marketing for something that you actually think is really cool, it's so easy. Yep. And yeah. Like good that, product should products, sell itself. Yeah. It should be yeah. difficult to communicate a vision of why someone should uh, yeah. use an item. Yeah, and that's service. why I really like. Yeah, that's why I really like my job, and 
because I get to do marketing with really cool companies that make really neat products that don't suck. No, I mean, um, you convinced me. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've come a long way. I used to have to do marketing for like children's clothes. I mean, that just writes itself. And a Groupon clone named Deal Chicken. Oh, God, that was the worst. Corporate Do they call like brainstorming this- meetings like, well, it's time to have a hatch. Like, I, let's hatch some ideas. Dude, this was the worst because I know that they named the company based on puns about like <laughs> our deals are cheap, cheap, cheap. Yep. And then they're like, you can't use chicken puns in the marketing. I'm like, the, why the fuck did you do that? You named the company based on puns. And then you're like, telling lean me into I it. can't use Be the unflappable. Puns? Unflappable deals. No, they wouldn't. The, the only pun we were allowed to use is hatching deals daily. We weren't allowed to say cheap, cheap, cheap because cheap is it has a negative connotation as a word. But, um, yeah, so we weren't really allowed to use chicken puns. Negative connotation like unless you're talking about coupons. Oh, my God. Coupons is funny. And no one ever came up with it somehow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pun not intended. Coupon. There chicken it is. Chicken coop. There oh, it that is. really wasn't intended? No, that wasn't intended. Oh, my God. Sometimes my subconscious just went, writes itself. Oh, my God. It was so wild. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> oh, my God. That was funny. Man, I just remember having to, like, have booths at the state fair. I'm like, these people want cheap shit. They don't want quality stuff, man. They want cheap shit. They, they just want free shit. I remember talking to a woman, trying trying to talk to a woman because there was like a free popcorn booth. If you, I think I've, I think I've told the story before. There was a free popcorn. Someone giving away free pop, little little bags of popcorn, like a couple yeah. of booths down, like at a day's harbor kind of thing. Yeah, and she came up to my booth and she was like, kind of looking. I was trying to give her my spiel, but she was eating the popcorn, but not with her hands. She just had the bag pushed up against her mouth like a horse <laughs> like a bag of feed i'm like these people don't care for using the word cheap 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 to describe deals that would actually communicate it to them perfectly <laughs> why am i here <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I, I, I'm not going to lie and say that like, I've never done crazy. something like that with popcorn because, like, the beauty of popcorn is like <laughs> I know, but in public, you just stick your tongue into the bag and then, like, it, yeah. like it's sticky enough where yes, it, it picks no, up the popcorn. But like, <laughs> like while someone while a stranger is trying to talk to you, right? I mean, that's that's strange. I mean, it was already strange. <laughs> like, because I, I discovered that when I was in middle school and I was homeschooled, I thought it was the funniest thing, and it grossed my brother out. Mm-mm. We just sit there, like make a bag of popcorn, be like pour it into a bowl, just <laughs> lizard style. Like, Have a good go. So specific. <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> Some lizard people shit right there. <laughs> See you, you're the one. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Lizard people. I love that lizard people is like some weird conspiracy theory. It just started as like, like in a novella somewhere, like in a sci-fi like dime store novella. Sci-fi. Uh, like it was a, uh, V, wasn't it? <clears throat> it was where the, like the lizard v? people had taken over the world. What? Uh, I I don't know which specific. I think it was Heinlein. Lizard people. Uh, reptilian conspiracy theory on Wikipedia. I've got V, which is a TV series that started in 1983. It had a reboot recently. Uh, oh, no, no. And that, so this... 1983 is where that one started. But that was definitely lizard people coming in, like, we're, gonna, we're here to help you. And then, like, turns out they were actually, like, trying to feed their queen kind of thing. Oh, no. It started, it's much older. It's from um, the Robert. Oh, it's from the guy who did Conan the Barbarian, Robert E. Howard, in a story, The Shadow Kingdom, published in Weird Tales in August 1929. That's the first uh, that we know of um, depiction of, like, a lizard, underground lizard kingdom. Nice. Yeah, so that's what most, like, modern depictions are based of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, similar. Conan. I'm a fan. I mean, it, you just take one look at Zuck and you're like, oh, yep. Those are people. <laughs> That's a guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we're, poor. what, like 30 minutes into the episode, give or take, a little over. If you haven't had a glass of water since you started listening to this, you know what you should do right now? You should go get a glass of water. Pause the episode. Stand up. Stretch your legs. Or don't pause the episode. Just keep listening if you get your butts. Like, stretch your legs. Get some movement in. Take care of yourself, you know? Which is also my cue for I'll be back in 30 seconds. Oh my God. So much editing is going to go into this episode. <laughs> Welcome back. I stood up. I stretched my legs. Did my thing. That's important. It is. I, uh, I'm a fan. I've started doing, uh, I've started blocking out my time on my calendar during, for the day job into like 25 minute chunks uh, or 55 mm-hmm. minute chunks. Or 50, 55, something like that. And so, like, if I have an idea of how long a task is going to take, just kind of slot it in there and then mm-hmm. do that, take my five minute break and come back. And uh, that's been helpful. I don't know how sustainable nice. that is in terms of because that does take planning up front and I'm terrible at forward planning. Yeah. But you know who's good at planning? Who? Big Air Pedals. Oh, is that so? Yes, because they did a great job. They're planning a pedal that's being released uh, tomorrow, February 9th. Oh. And that, that took a ton of planning, let me tell you. I'm, I'm very excited to be a part of the launch for that. I did a whole unboxing video, and I hope everybody watches it because uh, it knocked my socks off. I'm planning on watching Want to know why? Why? I have no idea what it is because – I. I, I've stayed out of the loop. I haven't read any of the emails. I have no idea. Zero clues. Oh, because there weren't emails. Yeah. Oh, Grant I, I, just uh, Facebook messaged me. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, it's, I, weird. I have it's weird when that happens. Zero visibility to what's going on. And it's I usually have a decent idea uh, and or just I just know for a lot of releases that we get looped into. But this one, I don't. And honestly, I'm kind of happy about that. It's nice, right? 
I'm going to be surprised. I'm going to be hyped. Good hoped. Cool. It's a good feeling. Sorry, I did cut you off, though. Thought I'd bring it back to guitars. No, that's all good. Bring back. I mean, I was about to bring it away from guitars entirely because uh, I, I did an abomination at work the other day. Because thinking about the day job reminded me. I had a going away party for a couple of coworkers and we did Costco cheese pizza and then put brisket on top of that. Someone smoked a brisket, brought it in, just slices of brisket on top, a little bit of barbecue sauce. I took a couple slices, folded it up sando style and went for it. That sounds good. I like barbecue pizza. Yeah, that was... That was unholy, but legendary all at the same time. And I have no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> regrets. <clears throat> I bet. Um, I bet there are some people this week. I think might have some regrets. Uh, they're owners of a website called Hit Piece. Oh. And I hope they have regrets. They should have regrets. I doubt it, but they that should. sounds like a frightening name. What a stupid name. What a stupid name. <clears throat> so. I mean, I, I, I thought the, the hatching one was bad, but hit piece is worse. Oh, my God. Because, you know, if, if for those who are not familiar, a hit piece is like an article that's like designed to take down a, a figure. So it's like. With an implication like, of unfairness. Like, there. Uh. I don't know if there's an implication of unfairness. I think it's just like absolutely just going to decimate somebody. So I like, threw it uh, on the ground. Like what the New York Times did to Ryan Adams, what recently happened to Josh Josh Whedon. It's like a it's like what will spark cancel culture. Uh so it's just it's like it's been around for forever that people are just kind of atta- right. sending new names to. So, but obviously a hit is a hit song and a piece of music. Oh, is okay, a piece I see of where music. they're going with it now. So I think they were trying to be punny and fun. But Hit Piece was a website that was selling NFTs of music, which, you know, they're not the first website to try to sell NFTs of music. Right. Um, other bands have tried to sell their own NFTs of music. Um, but what they did was stupid. Astronomically. Stupid? Astronomically. Astronomically stupid. So stupid that the RIAA is going up against them. And I'm actually cheering for the RIAA for the first time, like fucking ever. What's the RIAA? <laughs> the Recording Industry Association of America, aka the mm. people who used to sue you if you downloaded music off of Napster. Because nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so what Hit Piece did was it seems like they essentially crawled Spotify and uploaded. NFTs to their website yeah, for sale, but failed to get permission from anybody. Well, so they were, yeah. So they were just selling NFTs of music without securing licensing agreements from artists and um, copyright holders. If there's anybody that could make the Disney legal department look like the good guys, that would be it. Yes. So I started seeing people talk about like, who is this website selling my music without my permission? 
This is bananas. Like I've never. This they got your music too. No, 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 no. Just okay. like a, a lot of people I know. Actually, I didn't even look because the website was down like in a day. Gotcha. It was like, I think that they realized how badly they messed up. But yep. they they were going to get sued into oblivion immediately. So if you want to sell someone's music, you need to get a licensing agreement. <laughs> like if you want to sell it digitally, like if, if you if you want to sell someone's album physically in a store, you need like a distribution deal, basically. Yep. Um, or if it's a small band and they, they just need to bring in copies of the record and they sell it basically on consignment. But a big, the bigger the band's getting digital, you need digital distribution agreements that basically uh, secures like everybody's rights. So it guarantees the artist is going to get paid a certain amount of the profits and that you get to keep a certain amount of the profits. Right. This didn't have that. And what they were going to what they were saying was their their defense was basically the artists were always going to get paid. You just had to reach out to us. Yikes. That that's like uh, hey, I borrowed your car, hope you don't mind kind of energy. You're like, "What?" What? <laughs> That's my yeah, car, dude. Yeah, I, I put I put that scratch in. If you ever noticed it, I was just gonna I was gonna pay you back if you ever noticed the scratch. You know, I was gonna fix it if you ever no- yeah, if yeah, you yeah. ever noticed it. Oh but yeah, sorry. Like, I drank no. the milk in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I was gonna replace it, but I was gonna wait until you asked. Yeah, that's the kind like, no, 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 The onus is not on me to ask you. The onus is on you to ask me. I am the person with the power in this position and not you. You have it so twisted. I I wonder – so like thinking ahead, like how they're going to possibly defend themselves in court because, I mean, they're going to have to at least try to cushion some of the blow. In the back of my head, I'm like, all right. So if the defense – the defense would probably – I could see the defense running around like, well, it's not the music. It's an NFT of the music. And kind of like try to create that proxy barrier. But then inevitably that's going to become self-defeating logic of it's just a copy paste, which is not what NFT dude bros are trying to tell. They're like, no, it's not just copy paste. It's different. Now they're going to be like, well, it is. is claiming that they didn't actually sell any sound files. So what were they selling? The NFT. And that's, but what is – what the shit is an NFT then? <laughs> So yeah, well, I mean, an FT isn't a sound file, but uh, so right, yeah. So, so that's that's is that where how they're, they're going. trying to get around. Yeah, they're they're trying to pull a legal loophole there. But in this I in just, the process, they are self def- they are self admitting that the whole premise of NFT is dumb. It's a scam. The RIAA is literally arguing that it's a scam, and if the RIAA wins, I think that this might be like. This is going to be bad for NFTs. What is an NFT of music if it's not going to include a sound file? Right. Uh, I mean, it's splitting hairs. It, it does include a sound file, but it's not going to be like a – it's not a sound file. It's a like reading of a sound file uh, or an encryption of a sound file. So therefore, what you're getting isn't the sound file itself and you just like – yeah, they from a tech perspective, I see where they're going there, but they also know full well what they're doing isn't right, and they're they're trying to pull a fast one. Yeah, so there's, the there's RIA no is selling is suing them, but um, 
In the letter of the RIA, I'm just going to read this. In the, in the letter of the RIAA repeatedly called hit pieces scam operation designed to exploit fans. Its chief legal officer said it used, quote, buzzwords and jargon to hide the fact that it did not obtain the rights it needs to make fans. Yep. Uh, the rights it needs and to make fans believe they are purchasing an article genuinely associated with an artist. Yep. Um, there. Dershaw added, quote, while the operators appear to have taken the main sites offline for now, this move was necessary to ensure a firm, a fair accounting for the harm hit piece and its operators have already done and to ensure this site or copycats don't simply resume their scams under another name. Right. Because these these operators, they were seen partying in box seats at sports games like. They, they have like invest. They've had investors. Yeah. Big startup. Do bro energy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. And it, it's it's like, how can we exploit musicians? Let's just keep exploiting musicians and the art that they create. And I mean, um, this, like this just screams to me like a, a fintech dude, bro, like recent grad was doing coke at a party at 2 a.m. and had the realization that their career was going nowhere and they had to do something wild to get somewhere. And they're like, I've got it. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, that, I, that's what this screams to me. I want to know if anybody actually paid. For, I, I'm sure people paid for it to see what it was. Sure. So I'm sure they got some money and I want to know. There's no way what, their cash flow in a day remotely kept up with their investment. Oh, God. So no. they're, they're going to be liable to their investors as well. So it sounds like they just dug themselves into a hole that they're never going to be able to dig themselves out of unless they double down. Which would yeah. look like rebranding and, uh, and redoing it over and over again, uh, I, or like just going around the second time, like, all right, cool. So now that everybody knows who we are, welcome to the party. We've made a big splash. Now, who actually wants to do business with us, and do, do you want to uh, license out the rights? Yeah, I'm actually not entirely sure if they ended up with any money. Because um, just based on a friend of the show, Sadie Dupuis, <laughs> uh, she had most multiple posts on Twitter about it, but this was my favorite. Uh, hey, you stupid fucks. <laughs> we don't have any deal with you or any NFT site. And this sure does look like a live, like an auction, active auction going on for a Speedy Ortiz song. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, digital tokens are something that we're still not sure what to do with and you're going to have people who are going to try and grift their way out on top. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the reality. So, I mean, grifting is mm-hmm. between NFTs and cryptocurrency. Grifting has been a thing for the last decade. I mean, people have been scammed. Um, yeah. not, that's not to say all of it's not legitimate, but with any sort of new technology like that, it's a buyer beware situation, which I mean, I, I granted, I say that as someone who's been historically a late adopter of technology and someone who's typically skeptical, like I, like I don't want to buy the first generation of hardware. I want to wait and see for the second generation. That's kind of where my headspace tends to go with these sorts of things. But right. this, this is – I could see them actually being able to pull this off by pulling the, hey, so now that everybody knows who we are, who wants to actually start license, licensing out to us if they can – if they can cushion the blow from the first round of lawsuits and then all everybody else is like, well, actually, no, that's a good idea. I like that. And we can make money. Let's do business. 
Yeah, here's what their quote was on Twitter. Clearly, we have hit pieces, quote. Clearly, we have struck a nerve and are very eager to create the ideal experience for music fans. To be clear, artists get paid when digital goods are sold on hit piece, like all beta products, blah, 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 blah. But that's not, that's just, that isn't how it works. And also, like, focusing on ideal experiences for fans over what the rights of the artist are is bullshit, it's because a, it's like it's one thing it's one thing if you're like selling memorabilia then you don't have to have the artist involvement in that at all but if you're selling like they know exactly uh, what they're doing and they might they might be they might have like some loophole points perhaps yep the way contracts have been traditionally read in there have been issues with with new technology and concerns with that and um like for example uh, contracts um for licensing and tv shows and movies they didn't predict streaming yep so the those contracts didn't have streaming written in which is why tv shows like wkrp in cincinnati didn't don't have the original music in the show and why the wonder years don't have the original uh, music in the the original theme song is because that wasn't written into the original contracts because it couldn't be predicted and they couldn't secure the rights later because it would have right. been too expensive. And uh, so th- that kind of really, like, you couldn't predict that you couldn't predict NFTs. So now like after streaming, some lawyers have tried to get more vague with contracts, but you can't predict everything. You say no. things like all the known and unknown universe to just like cover your ass in situations. Legalese. Yeah. Yeah. And legalese, but I don't know how you protect against like stream. Like I, I don't know what these contracts say. And I well, don't know what the legal is against all contract formats. to contract for, for whether or not labels are going to be able to, if artists even have a say at this point, whether labels are going to be able to go into business with a hit piece moving forward, because labels might go like, wait a minute, they made a huge splash. Let's look at their numbers for the first week and hit piece is going to go back to their investors and say, if you want to see your money back, you need to double down and give us more so we can fight the legal battle and then go into phase two of this operation. And this is where we make the real money. And I really hope not. I, I think this is that I think that's exactly where it's going. And now you're going to have labels are going to say, sorry, artists, but we have the rights to your music based on your contract. We're going to go ahead and do this. And we're going to start generating NFTs to start selling because we've got a platform that's willing to partner with us that has a wide reach. They, why would they need hit piece to do that? Uh, it's a platform. What label labels don't necessarily have the mining rigs necessary to generate those NFTs because it's not like it takes five minutes on a laptop. It, it, oh. You need big rigs and a lot of. I mean, it's not eco friendly at all. It, it takes a lot of energy to be able to do the calculation to do the encryption that goes into blockchain. So labels don't just have those mining warehouses laying around. So if Dubros, <clears throat> you know. If this group of fintech dude bros took advantage of the fact that China shut down a lot of crypto a few months ago and that all the mining uh, warehouses in China started offloading millions of dollars of hardware for really, really cheap just to make a little bit of money on the back end and they're sitting on a warehouse here in the US. Like I could see this – like I, I see how they could pull this together mm-hmm. in a way that labels don't. Labels can't just pull NFTs out of thin air. So mm. if they've got a partner that's willing to do the – the gener- the production work of the product and then negotiate sales and whatnot and they just have to do a licensing agreement 
super easy. So this easy. is going to be another, this is great. This is just another way artists are going to get fucked over. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Neat. Um, that's all these artists who are like speaking out about it. They're indie artists for the most part. Right. Um, because they're the ones who still have some semblance of control over their music. Um, I, I just, I don't like NFTs. I, I, I don't think they're ironed out in any Well, no, they're, they're not at all. But they're not, they're not They're going to be around and yeah. people need to figure out what that means. And so my encouragement to artists who are looking at signing uh, labels right or signing with labels right now, signing deals, ask those questions about uh, not just streaming, but also crypto. What is that? What, what is, where are their rights among, uh, with crypto generations of their content that they create? Who owns that? How does that get broken down? Cause that's new territory. And that should, those are the questions that people should be asking now. Really the questions yeah. people should have been asking sooner, but this is, this is a good wake up call. Mm-hmm. Be like, Oh, the feature is here a lot sooner than any of us thought. Now, the other thing to consider there is, I mean, crypto has long-term. There's questions about that being long-term viable because the whole point of crypto, in my understanding, and I'm not an expert here, but crypto's only worth as much as it is because it's uh, you can't decrypt it with the level of technology we have right now. So there's like the ability to encrypt versus the ability to decrypt. So if you lock it up, and keep it nice and safe. You're all good to go and it's worth something. But the moment that technology catches up with the ability to decrypt, let's say with quantum computing hardware, suddenly you can decrypt all of this and it's all worth nothing overnight. So that's kind of that balance, what we're looking at long term. But that's going to be a while. It's going to be a while before this thing. So we're it, the next decade, easily till 2030. This is the reality that we're going to have to wrap our heads around uh, and con- and all content creators are going to have whether it be music, whether it be art, this is the medium that people are going to start trying to figure out uh, how to capitalize and take advantage of people. And if you don't want to be taken advantage of, get in front of it. Not to be all doomsday, but. People just want to make music, man. Yep. And and if you're not a musician per se, and you actually do want to help musicians and be like a good guy and good lady, a good person on, on that side of stuff, there's there's room for people to be good people, good lawyers, mm-hmm. good managers, good agents. Right. There's room in this world for good humans because there's a lot of grifters out there. Because because there for, for every like good person, there's like ten grifters yep. who just want to steal. Every, like I. There are there are just so many people out there who just want to game the system because that's how that's how it's that, it's one of those don't hate the player hate the game kind of situations. Yeah, yeah, but I I do I, I hate you the have player. to hate some of the players. Yeah, yeah, no, because I, I you agree. don't you don't you don't you don't have to be like that. And I do hate the player and I do hate the game and because you don't you don't have to be like that. You know, it, it's like w- when I was playing like kickball or whatever and i would get mowed over by somebody like yeah he wasn't supposed to do that i did hate the player because he was like like you know what 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 happened to him for 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 breaking the rules he got a slap on the wrist right because because that's that's ultimately what it comes down to is like is is why you start to hate the players is because they found out that when they do break the rules 
what happens to them? It's like what you're saying is going to happen to this company, you think. Nothing. Sure. They might lose a lot of money. I think they are going to lose a lot of money from phase one, but there's a very – there's a very apparent option for what a phase two looks like for them to be able to recuperate all of that and more. Yeah. So they're just, it's a calculated risk. Yeah. It's a waiting game. It is. I, I think it's a calculated risk. I, I think it's very unlikely that someone is who, who's gone this far through this process is actually stupid. And that's where he, I'm very cautious of assuming that other people are stupid. Uh, in a business environment. Oh man, there's I don't a lot know. of people. I've seen some. I've seen some really stupid people. And sure, they they're out there. I mean, the stupid things happen. But if you assume that before you fully understand what the situation is, that's how you get taken advantage of. And I I, I think yeah, this is fair. one of those situations. So do you think that we all just played into their hands and gave them a bunch of free publicity? Yep, one thousand percent. So you just handled it quietly with a lawyer. They they didn't get the the market value that they're hoping for, but they now have a name recognition. People are googling them. People are they're getting sued. So it's it's scandalous. It's one of those. It, I, I see this as no publicity is bad publicity kind of moves. Ah oh, man, You've I don't got know. Got a whole bunch of investors eyes on it all of a sudden. They're going well. If we can help them double down, how much more money are we going to make back? It's startup culture. Maybe. I think that they probably expected some backlash, but not like quite the deluge. I think they probably expected some backlash from the artists. I don't think they expected to get sued by the RIAA. Why not? Because the RIAA, like, I mean, I don't. No one's dumb enough to believe that they could just sell other people's property without having backlash. That That's not, that's not even a complicated. I'm not saying no backlash. I'm not saying no backlash. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm saying like the absolute level of from from artists and listeners, like being being Twitter's villain for the day. Sure. Do you think they do you think they expected that? I wouldn't be surprised if they did, and if they're sitting here going, "Yep, plans going exactly as we imagined." Hmm. You can't. You can't plan for that, man. I, I would I would be less surprised if they had like contingencies. Sure. Like, here's what happens if this. Like, that's just good planning. And you should always have like you, you should have like your your different PR levels of like here's yeah. what, what we would do it for risk management. Different levels. Risk different yeah. I don't think most people plan to have a launch and because like the, the idea of like 40 chest is stu- I don't believe that most people play 4D chess. Chess. I, I like. I don't think that most people play 4D chess like that. You know. I mean, I'm happy to be wrong. I'd prefer to be wrong, honestly. <laughs> I, I'd like to and, believe that they're floundering right now. Because uh, I mean, I don't know. If- it's easier to play 4D chess though, as someone entering a market, than it is for like Spotify. We, we talked about Spotify last week. They kind of failed at their own 4D chess game, and and the week after, like this last week, they've talked about they've the CEOs come out and tried to establish that they are not responsible for the content on their platform, which is one of the points I brought up last week. Is no, they they kind of are. They've entered in the same play. They they it's the same Mark Zuckerberg conundrum, which is oh no, the <clears throat> the content on my platform I could actually be held liable for. Yeah. Yeah. They should have seen that coming. But they're an established company. It, it, there's sometimes just corporate doesn't 
pivot that quickly. But a smaller company that has a startup is way more flexible. And I'm much more inclined to believe that a startup is playing 40 chess than it, than an established uh, uh, mid-cycle corporation. Well, that's like saying you expect Fire Festival to have like... There's Would a fine you line. the same thing about that? No, I Would think that was just bad planning. About... Yeah, maybe. I mean, but like that was bad press for bad press. Right. That was a guy who was just consistently like that was that was a literal pyramid scheme. That guy was just starting new ventures to pay off the old ones. I don't know anything about these founders. Maybe this is that. Like I think I think that in the coming days and weeks we'll find out exactly who these people are. Yep. Um what their histories actually are yeah. and what, what it all is, because I wouldn't be surprised. I would, I wouldn't be surprised because it seems like so often it is something like that. Yeah. That's like the Martin Shkreli thing too, you know? It's, <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I just watched a documentary on that guy. Yep. Yeah. What a piece of work. Yep. Oh, we'll see. I, but uh, he was, yeah, but he was also just like, Real pyramid scheme vibes, like starting new ventures to pay off old debts. Real, yeah, yeah pyramid scheme things. Yeah, so I don't. I just. I just don't. Wrong. I don't want to give tech. I don't want to give tech bros credit for being smarter than there because that's that's the problem that we have in this world, this America's capitalistic society. Is we tend to think that these tech giants, these CEOs, we think they're fucking geniuses. No. And they're not. I, I think I, I think for a lot of people that is the case. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't I don't talk get, too much about that. But. I, I, just, I don't want to give them too much credit. Um, but I guess it's just like, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, maybe someone else will take the idea. There are going to be NFTs in music. We can both there agree on that. There will be copycats that. of this business model as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So but, if it's not you know, them, it's going to be somebody else. And yeah. if nothing else, record labels are now realizing, oh my God, this is, why are we yeah. not doing more on this front right now? Because this is, we can just license, this is another licensing avenue for them. If somebody else yeah, is willing but, to but, pick up all the production work, this yeah. is free money. But if you want to talk about like companies that have already been sued and tried similar things and like doing things without permission, Groove Shark did that back in like the uh, like 2012 to 2015. Groove Shark was an early streaming platform based in America and went under in 2015 because if they had been found liable for stealing the music that they uploaded without permission, they would have been liable for almost $800 million. So instead, they were just like, uh, bye. And that's kind of the gist of that story. And right. they won some of their lawsuits. They yep. won some of their lawsuits. Right. And they still were like, we can't keep doing this. Because they uploaded music without permission. Sure. And that was music and that was streaming and that was early. But they were trying to up they were trying to argue, oh, we're uploading like um non-copyrighted music. And the record companies were still like, mm, eh, still sus. Sure. You know, and maybe these guys don't have that 4D chess thing figured out now. They'll fail out and they'll go for another round investing with a new startup with a better model. Yeah. It doesn't even necessarily have to be under the same name. They could just say, yep, this is a failed startup and 
all that investment money yeah. isn't protected. That's part of the downside of investments like that is you just wash your hands and done. Whole thing goes yeah. down bankrupt toodles and let's go for mm-hmm. another round with a fresh clean slate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think we're, yeah. Anyways, uh, it, it's weird to me that it's not weird, but it, it's almost frustrating in some senses that uh, it, something like a creative endeavor that should be more pure gets tainted in this kind of way with just a, it's a cash grab. I, I don't like that personally. Yeah. I, I understand. I, I, I would like to think I know enough about how like these dynamics work at a high level to understand why it exists, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. And it, I, I, I don't like the shoot first, ask questions later mentality in this kind of situation. No. It's disrespectful. Yeah. There's so much about this I don't like. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to pick where to start in a way. Um, for me, in, in a lot of ways, it's, it's – it, I mean, it's obviously deeply frustrating, right? Sure. And it, it harkens – what you're saying is right. There will be NFTs in music, and they and what I said was right. They will f- just exist to fuck over musicians, in the same way that Spotify was supposed to solve a problem with piracy. But part of it was that um, record labels thought that Apple was giving too much music to musicians and sales. Yeah. So they were able to create agreements with Spotify that enabled the record labels to keep more money. Yep. So fucking over musicians. Um, it's because we're not business savvy and we also want to do this. So easy we'll sign group back. to prey on. It, whenever it's a passion thing, you know, it's easy to prey on. It's the same thing as like people who work in the music industry, especially at the younger level, because when you are at the younger level in the music industry, you are a dime a dozen when you're yep. like wanting to like get into – promotion, A&R, all that kind of thing. Like, oh, you don't want to work for $28,000? There's a, there's there's like 3,000 people graduating from Belmont, NYU, all these other places this year, and they yep. will do it for 25. Yep. Like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess I'll do it for 27. Right. Great. Um, so it's rough. Rough, rough, rough. And yeah, that's. So it is rough, but it's unfortunately reality. So if you're a musician listening to this and you're trying to navigate this, uh, I'm sorry that you've got to deal with it. But if you want to make the most of your career, you've got to be able to balance your creative pursuits along with the business half of things or find someone who can advocate for you well on the business side of things that can just manage that for you. It's not easy yeah. to do. It's a lot easier if you've already got a presence for money, but you also get that by signing deals with labels. And so it's, there's a lot to manage there. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the, I'm sorry, it sucks, but if you don't want to get screwed, this is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. That's what I got. That's what I got. All right. Well, to everybody out there, please uh, like, comment, subscribe, leave reviews on iTunes, Spotify, if you're still listening there. Yep. <laughs> wherever. Um, wherever. Wherever. And otherwise, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.
Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. Goodbye. Are you going to? Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brain just went straight to space. <laughs> <laughs>